What is up, Fandomaniacs? It's your boy, Trey Miles, a.k.a. the Mouth of the South, a.k.a. Radrick Davis's dental hygienist, better known as Gucci Mane's clone. And you're listening to Fandomonium, a sports podcast for fans, by fans. Firstly, let's address the elephant in the room, uh, your headphones, your car radio, home gym, office, wherever you're listening right now. I know uh, we haven't been putting out content this last month. There's been a lot going on. We're not going to make excuses. We're just going to make it up to you by delivering the best sports content we can. And, you know, we hope you hope we hope you forgive us for for not being around Uh, today. We're going to get into free agency. I know we missed a lot of the finals action and everything going on with that. The AD trade saga. Uh, But we will be discussing free agency today as well as the draft. uh, What teams we're excited to see next season what players we want to see suit up and we're going to touch on a little bit of football action as well so sit back relax and enjoy because fandomonium's back baby things first let me just say how excited i am as a lakers fan i haven't been this excited since we traded for dwight uh even though that you know didn't work out at all and sent us down a very long path of mediocrity for like the last you know seven eight years haven't haven't had a really exciting moment uh in lakers history since uh kobe dropped 60 and that was too long ago but uh ad is now a Laker, it will be official on Sunday, uh, and I could not be more excited. I think LeBron and AD together, uh, they complement each other so well. It's going to be great. And AD is young still. You know, he's he's 26. Hasn't even hit his prime, which is scary because he is he's a top five player in the league already, and hasn't hit his prime, which is beyond me. It's scary. Uh, but with that, we had to get rid of a lot. Uh, we had to say bye to Lonzo, Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart, a lot of draft picks. Uh, but, you know, we did give away a lot for a really good player. I will I will miss those guys. Those young guys were, you know, coming together well. Brandon Ingram was, you know, becoming a little beast. I think the Pelicans, uh, long term, you know, they, they've, they've, they made a killing. Uh, they, you know, Celtics-esque with the amount of draft picks they were able to get and getting a a player that, you know, by all accounts is going to be a franchise changer in Zion and then putting young guys around him, putting a good point guard with them. Lonzo is a good point guard. You still got Drew Holiday. They're going to be a great defensive backcourt. Brandon Ingram can score at will. And Zion, you know, we don't know what he's going to do. It could be he, you know, in my opinion, Zion's a stud and he's a surefire uh, you know, three, four, five, six, seven time all pro team, uh, probably, you know, 14 time all-star once it's all said and done. We'll see. That's a little, that's a little bold, 
prediction, but I mean, the way he plays, his body, you know, his physicality, his intelligence, you know, most people don't know how smart he played. I mean, he was always making the right play at Duke. So I'm, I'm excited to see what they do, but we're talking free agency. We're going to talk what the Lakers can do. And then we're going to go through like the top 10 guys, uh, mostly going to focus on like the elite superstars, the KDs, Kyrie, Kawhi, Clay, guys like that. And we'll go into Kemba and like Jimmy Buckets a little bit. Uh, those guys are kind of lower tier. I don't see them being max contract guys right now. Uh, they just haven't, re- I mean, they've done a lot, but they haven't really won anything. So uh, we're going to focus more on, on the top guys. And then, uh, you know, being a Lakers fan, we're going to see what the Lakers need to do to fill out that roster around LeBron, AD, and Kuzma. So uh, sit back, relax. We're going to get into that right now. So uh, the Lakers, they, today they got rid of three new, three other guys, Jamario Jones, uh, Mo Wagner, and Isaac Bonga. So they cleared more cap space, and Anthony Davis waived his $4 million trade bonus. So the Lakers are sitting about yeah, 40-ish million dollars that they have to spend. And obviously everybody's saying, you know, go take those top guys. You got to go after Kyrie. You got to go after Kawhi. You got to spend that max money. Go get Clay. Whatever it is. Um, I'm personally kind of against that. I think this year we saw with the Raptors winning um, what a top-heavy team can do against a full team. Um, when you have a top-heavy team, you, you know, you the, the Warriors on paper with KD, Steph, Clay, Draymond, uh, DeMarcus Cousins were a better team, you know, on paper. But you, you, you put in injuries, and then you start looking at the depth, and that's where the Raptors kind of beat them you know they the Raptors were a team they had a full team versus a top heavy team in the Warriors so I think uh we've seen and we're and we, we've been starting to see that in the NBA anyway that a full like the teams are getting better players are getting better the rosters are getting better the schemes are getting better so teams like the Warriors you know five years ago the Warriors you know killing everybody couldn't couldn't stop them now the Warriors have been, you know, obviously injuries you can't do anything about. But they were already, they were being exposed already throughout the season. The Raptors beat them twice in the regular season as well. So, you know, it, it's not just the injuries that beat them. Obviously, injuries were a big part of it. And you can't really account for that. I'm not going to say the Warriors uh, didn't, weren't assembled correctly. You know, if you had your guys, you probably, they probably, it would have, you know, it would have, they probably would have won. But, they didn't, and they didn't have their guys, and they didn't have a full team. And so I think with the Lakers, especially with guys like AD, you know, AD is injury prone. He does have kind of a bad back. Uh, he's known to have back spasms. You know, big guys, that just happens. And he grew a lot, you know, recently. It, it, you know, he hasn't always been a seven-footer. Uh, he's been a seven-footer for, what, the last eight years? So, you know, his body's still adjusting to, you know, all that. So with that being said, I wanted to look at some of the free agents out there that the Lakers could get and they could build a a more solid squad with all the money they have. That way they can, you know, you don't want to just put a bunch of guys, you know, put AD or AD and LeBron together and then say, hey, go do this thing. Uh, Kuzma, you got to get your buckets when you can and just hope that whoever else they bring in, if they even if they bring in a superstar, that's four guys and you've. What else are you doing? Signing guys to vet minimums and getting unsigned free agents, things like that, which is fine. But 
when you're going against teams, like if the Raptors stay together, Marcus All signed his player option, so he's staying. Um, a lot of people are thinking Kawhi is going to sign a one year and try to defend the title, which I think would be a great option for him. He's already winning. He's loved in Canada. I mean, he's like the, the biggest superstar in Canada right now. So uh, teams like the Raptors and the Bucks are still going to get better. Uh, the Sixers, depending on what they're do, they're going to do, is going to be uh, they're going to be competitive again. And then you got teams in the West. The Rockets still going to be competitive, and obviously the Warriors will still be competitive. You know, we don't know what they're going to do, but you know they still have Steph and Draymond and Iggy and guys like that. So and they're, they've they've got they've shown they know how to build a team. And even if they don't get KD, and even if Clay for some reason leaves, which I don't foresee, uh, they're still going to be competitive. The Nugget the Nuggets are still up and coming. And, uh, you know, you still got guys like the Spurs and stuff like that. The Jazz might be nice with Mike Conley. So the Lakers are kind of going to have to – it's an uphill battle for them. You know, you got two of the top five players in the league, uh, but it, it's going to take more than that to win. Um, so for me, if you miss on the top guys, you know, obviously they're going to target Kawhi. They'll probably talk to KD. There's been a lot of rumblings about uh, Kyrie going or Kemba. And then, obviously, you know, you want to go for Clay, guys like that. Um, if they can't get a top free agent and they have all this money to spend, there are, you know, those top-tier guys, those grade-A guys, you know, obviously you want them. But there's – this is this this free agent class right that we have right now, uh, you got a lot of good young players that aren't max caliber yet but will develop – into max caliber players, especially if you put them around guys like LeBron and AD and you see that work work ethic. And, you know, hopefully Frank Vogel can come in and kind of instill that defensive pressure that he had when he was with the Pacers. Um, the first thing I, I want to do if, if I'm the Lakers is I want to put in a qualifying offer to guys like Malcolm Brogdon and D'Angelo Russell. Uh, restricted, restricted free agents, with the Nets and the Bucks, especially if the Nets decide to pursue Kyrie, uh, like people are saying, if you can get offers on those two guys, strong uh, developing guards, Malcolm Brogdon is a he, he's just a grinder. He's tough. Uh, he can shoot it. He can drive. He's a great passer and defender. And D'Angelo Russell, obviously coming off that break off se- uh, breakout season, he's only 23. Uh, obviously, his timeline with ADs is perfect. AD's 26. He's 23. So even if you know, they have LeBron for two years and or the next three years and everything goes the way Lakers fans want it to go and they win and LeBron leaves, retires, whatever it may be. We're set up for sustained success because we still have two elite guys. Uh, D'Angelo Russell, again, when we traded him two years ago, I did not think it was the best idea. I did not like it, but it happened um, and he kind of proved everybody wrong. So... I would love to see him back with the Lakers, especially uh, with Malcolm Brogdon. Uh, but you're also going to need shooting around guys like, you know, LeBron and AD. They cause nothing but attention. So there's going to be guys coming in on them at, you know, double teamed at least one of them every possession. And if they're in the pick and roll, that's going to bring even more uh, attention to them. So the perimeter, it's just, I mean, it's basically going to be an old school pass it out from the inside, get open shots. There's a lot of good shooters. Uh, J.J. Redick is still an unrestricted free agent. He'd be clutch. You know, you can start him. You can bring him off the bench, whatever it is. Uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich, uh, he's 30, so he's a li- he's he's still 
he's kind of getting up there. Uh, but he ha- he's coming off a great season. He put up some good numbers. He he can stretch the floor. You got Brookie the Wookie, and we saw what he did with the Bucks. I don't think he would want to come back to the Lakers after they kind of just dumped him off when LeBron came, but you never know what could happen. And then uh, always you need a defensive stalwart, and uh, DeAndre Jordan uh, down there, and he's an unrestricted free agent. I don't think he's going to go back to New York. Uh, he would be huge. And the Lakers could kind of just build around that. Uh, Pat Beverly is a unrestricted free agent, so uh, he'd be a good one to you know for that top tier perimeter defense. You're not going to win without a guy that can stop the ball, especially with as good as the point guards are in the West. The Lakers are going to need a strong defender at the guard position that can just lock down. You know, one you know Pat Beverly can lock down one through three sometimes four, depending on who the guy is. Uh, you got Marcus Morris, had a great season with the Celtics. He's His shooting's a little better uh, than, it, than it has been in the past, so he could be huge. And then uh, you got a lot of restricted free agents uh, that are probably going to get uh, more money than the Lakers probably should give, so you, you wouldn't really want to look at them. Guys like uh, Terry Rozier, uh, Scary Terry, obviously didn't have the best season because of all the drama going on with uh, Kyrie not getting as much playing time and you know things kind of got really weird over in Boston and we'll touch on that a little later with what they should do Uh, you got guys like Wesley Matthews Rudy Gay Danny Green is a free agent uh, three and D I mean when you look at what the Lakers are looking for that's you know perfect you know Danny Green he can you can plug him in anywhere you could start him bring him off the bench Uh, he's just gonna come in and he's gonna give you effort which is all you can really ask for I mean as you saw in the playoffs he was cold sometimes, uh, but he didn't let missing threes take away from the other facets of his game. He was still playing great defense, still look, moving the ball. He wasn't stopping it and shooting bad shots. All his shots were great shots. Some of them, they don't go in. You know, you, you can't do anything about that. But his effort was always there, and I think that's what the Lakers are going to need. You're going to need guys that are going to be able to bring that energy and that effort because LeBron and AD can do it. You know, they can do it all. They can, they can give you 55, 60 a night. You're going to need those guys that can, you know, play with effort and, you know, really dig in when you need it. Uh, and Danny Green's one of those guys. Rudy Gay's one of those guys. Uh, Darren Collison, a little older, but also if you're looking for a strong point guard, he's there. Derek Rose, if, you know, you were willing to bet on him. I think he came off and he's coming off an 18 point uh, per, per game season. And, uh, you know, he's looking like old Derek Rose. So if he if he could duplicate what he did last season, that'd be huge. So there's there's a lot the Lakers need to do, but uh, I'm ex- I'm I'm excited. Uh, July first cannot come soon enough because I am ready to see what we're gonna produce. Uh, other top free agents that we'll talk about real quick. Uh, KD obviously uh, coming off of the Achilles injury did not uh, take his player option with Golden State, which we knew was gonna happen, and we'll see. Um, a lot of people are saying he's upset with the with the Warriors and the way they kind of handled the injury. Obviously, when there's all this chatter in the media, why is he not playing? What's going on? And he comes back for one game and then ruptures his Achilles. That's that's obviously going to leave a, a sour taste in your mouth. But he's still going to get a contract. Whoever's paying for him is paying for the 2020 season, 2020-2021, because he's not playing this year on that Achilles uh, nor would anybody expect him to, but he's still, uh, the Warriors probably will still talk to him. The Nets, the Knicks, 
are interested. Um, everybody, obviously, the Knicks thought they were getting Zion. Then they thought they were going to get AD. Then they thought they were going to, uh, they think they're going to get Kyrie and Kevin Durant. Uh, Andre Iguodala says nobody's going to New York. Uh, I don't think the Knicks, even though they have so much space and they brought in RJ Barrett, I think they're just going to have to go young and maybe they can overpay some guy. Uh, but I don't think it's going to be Kevin Durant. I think uh, KD and Kyrie to the Nets is a huge possibility. I do not like the idea of Kyrie coming back to the Lakers. We kind of saw, or not back to the Lakers, but back with LeBron. I don't, I don't, you know, Kyrie, obviously one of the best players in the league without a doubt, but he just, there's, there was so much going on. Uh, I don't, I, I kind of think he needs to, he needs to show, uh, who he is, because I think it's kind of gotten twisted in the media of, you know, the way he's been handling himself and his free agency and just everything that went on throughout the season, all the drama, all of the, you know, there was a lot of, you know, the boss, the Celtics young guys took a huge step forward last year in the playoffs. You know, they made it to the, the semis. They took, they took a uh, LeBron and the Cavs to seven and, and they ended up losing, but you know, they had this young core, they had, Rozier, they had Tatum, Marcus Smart was giving them good minutes, Jalen Brown was doing well, and it looked like, you know, with Kyrie coming back and Gordon Hayward coming back, they were going to be, you know, that the sky was the limit for this team, and it just it just never clicked. Uh, Gordon Hayward never really got his feet under him. I mean, towards the end of the season, he was starting to play better, but all in all, you know, the team just didn't gel the way people expected him to and a lot of that kind of fell on Kyrie as the best player on the team fairly or unfairly um but I think both him and the Celtics are gonna they're definitely going in different directions now but you know there's a lot there's gonna be a lot of eyes on Kyrie to see if it's him or if it was the Celtics and vice versa if the Celtics are able to win even if they uh, bring in, they, they lost Al Horford, they're losing Kyrie, they got some young guys that they might lose, they got some vets that they might lose, uh, talks about them trying to get Kemba in there, maybe even KD, uh, so there's a lot of eyes on both of those uh, parties, just to see who was at fault, you know, was, was, Kyrie the, was Kyrie the drama queen that everybody made him out to be, or was it just the Celtics just couldn't click, and uh, was Brad Stevens not able to get everybody to buy in? So, uh, you know, that's up in the air. But with the Lakers, I don't think uh, Kyrie's a good fit. I think him going to Boston would be nice. It's closer to home for him. I think he's always kind of wanted to be. He's from New Jersey. He's always kind of wanted to be around uh, that area. So I think uh, the Nets are probably the best fit for him, especially the makeup of that team would be good with him. And if that happens, then that opens the door for the Lakers to get D'Angelo. Which I'm gonna just keep coming back to every time I get a chance because you know I really want that to happen. Another free agent is Kawhi. Obviously, everybody wants him. Lakers are gonna talk to him. Clippers already have uh, fans buying billboards with uh, trying to get him there. Uh, the Raptors obviously are a great front runner given the fact that they just won a championship. Um, Clay is an unrestricted free agent, which is amazing. Uh, apparently, if the Warriors offer him his max. He's taking it. No questions asked. But he is willing to meet with the Clippers. I would love, I would love him on the Lakers. I mean, Clay, he's the he's the only one I could really, other than Kawhi, 
get behind spending all that money for because he he would definitely be worth it uh, i think clay hasn't reached the pinnacle of how good he can be he's kind of just meant meant to be a, a an option coming off of screens and getting his shots but i think he can do a lot more if he's given the opportunity to kind of have the ball in his hands more as a playmaker uh he definitely does have those abilities um and then you got you got uh Christoph porzingis who the mavs are gonna uh sign his uh they're giving him an extension he's expected to sign that on the first jimmy butler and tobias harris with the sixers are two guys that everybody uh everybody's saying jimmy Butler isn't worth a max, and I don't believe he is either, but certain teams he will be. If the Rockets can somehow get him and get a sign-in trade, uh, if James Harden and Chris Paul and that drama doesn't you know, unfold the way the media is making it look and Chris Paul leaves, uh, the three of them together would be great, and they already have a nice strong core of, of good vets that can contribute. They got Aaron Gordon, or uh, who's still doing great in the nay. Uh, getting a little up there in age, but still producing. You got um, Clint Capella, who had a great season. So they've they've got a lot of good things going on. If Jimmy Butler comes there and can produce, I don't know. You know, with the locker room drama, you know, Jimmy Butler has been known to cause a little bit of uh, issues in the locker room. You know, as we saw in Minnesota, but you never know. Uh, Tobias Harris isn't a max tier guy, but he could be uh, for for the right team. Uh, he is, he's a good, he's just a solid all around player. He can do it all shoot, drive, pass, defend, finish inside. He, he's just kind of good at everything. He's not great. He's not, he's not great at anything. He's just a solid, good, strong player. And, you know, if you got, if teams aren't getting Kawhi Leonard or Durant, I think he's probably your, your best option at small forward and you're going to get a bargain for him. Uh, the Bucks also uh, with Chris Middleton have another, unrestricted free agent so if the bucks want to stay competitive they're gonna to have to spend a lot of money chris middleton's another guy i think the lakers uh would go for but it, it's probably going to take a max offer for him and uh, you got nikola vucevic uh he's you know coming off like a 23 point per game season so he's obviously gonna be uh on people's radars the lakers are looking at him i mean he is absolutely towards the lakers the last three seasons i think he's averaging like 30 points per game against the lakers and then the magic obviously want to keep him in the celtics after losing al horford who's looking for a four-year deal with somebody else um would be huge so uh i think that's all i'll talk about as far as free agency just because it's you know we'll we'll talk about it more next week once everything kind of settles uh, this is just kind of what I'm, I think is going to happen and what I'd like to see happen. Uh, so the next thing we're going to get into is the draft. So the draft happened a couple weeks ago, um, and obviously top three went exactly how you expected. Zion, John Morant, and R.J. Barrett. The Pelicans, you know, Zion Williamson is, I don't know how to describe him. Like, just looking at him, he's... You know, he looks like a football player. You know, he looks like he's a he's a D lineman. He's just huge, um, and he's smart and athletic. I, like I said earlier, the Pelicans are going to be good. Uh, I don't know how long it's going to take for them to be elite. I think they can get there, but no matter what, they're going to be a fun team to watch next year. Those young guys are just going to get out and run. So the Pelicans are going to be fun to watch. John Morant uh, for the Grizzlies, I think he's going to be huge. They're going to 
have to develop him. Uh, he's 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 kind of he he's a little rough around the edges. Uh, still needs to get a more consistent shot, but he's a great playmaker. Um, I think he averaged twenty and ten, uh, most assists in the NCAA last year. Uh, so he's going to be great. The Grizzlies are going to have to figure out that new identity. You know, grit and grind's over. Mike Conley's gone, so grit and grind's done. Vamoose not happening no more. So they're going to have to figure out their identity and kind of build about around John Moran. But they got some nice young pieces. They got him. They got Jaron Jackson Jr. last year. So and he he had a great he had a great season. So if they can gel and they can build something, that, that's that's going to be a great team as well. R.J. Barrett to the Knicks obviously is a smart choice. They need somebody that's going to you know Madison Square Garden has to have its star, and R.J. is looking like he's going to be that star for a while. Even if they bring in you know if even if they can somehow bring in Kyrie or uh, KD or Kawhi or somebody like that, uh, R.J. Barrett is, is going to develop into uh, probably, you know, him and Zion are going to compete for a long time to see who's the best in this class. And John Morant's not going to be too far behind him as well, but R.J. and Zion are going to be competing. Uh, you know, they, they've got a great relationship with each other, so that's just going to be fun to watch. Um, the Hawks uh, moved up again to get their guy, got DeAndre Hunter. I think he's going to be nice for them. Uh, he was great. Uh, he was great for Virginia, just stretch the floor, play good defense, finish inside, just kind of just kind of a plug plug and play guy. It doesn't matter where you put him, he's he's going to produce numbers for you. Uh, the Hawks also got Jackson Hayes out of Texas. Uh, Texas is center U. Uh, Texas produces great big men, and Jackson Hayes is looking like he's going to be the next in that list of great big men from Texas. And the Hawks with Trey Young. Uh, Kevin Huerter, Jackson Hayes, DeAndre Hunter, um, John Collins. They have a ridiculously stacked young core. Um, and they picked up Cam Reddish as well. So they've got kind of, if Cam Reddish can live up to his potential, they're, they're going to be a, a team that is going to be three, four years from now, a real problem for everybody in the East. That is the halftime buzzer, but before we get into uh, halftime and shout out of some of our sponsors, I wanted to touch on a couple of other stories that don't involve free agent. Well, kind of involve free agency, but not really. Uh, the Celtics hired Cara Lawson, a former WNBA and Olympic champion. Uh, she's been working on uh, as a television an- analyst for the Wizards for the last three years. Uh, she's going to be joining the Celtics and Brad Stevens' staff. So that brings a total of four female coaches on NBA benches for this season, uh, which is huge. It's great to see women get an opportunity to show uh, that they can coach at this level and, um, you know, they're finding success. And another story, kind of along with free agency and the Lakers, uh, LeBron has gifted AD his number 23. So uh, AD will still be number 23, which sucks for me because that means I need to buy a new LeBron jersey, but also needs... Uh, need to buy a new, or I'm gonna have to buy a Anthony Davis jersey anyway. But so now I'm gonna be an old vintage uh, LeBron 23 jersey with the Lakers. I think he's expected to wear his six from the from his Heatles days, so uh, that's good. Uh, but before anything else, let's go to halftime. Pay some bills.
That first shout out is going to go to Sunbelt Reynolds NorCal. Um, hit them up if you're looking to get, um, you know, things for big projects, things like, you know, moving dirt or forklifts or, uh, you know, you need to mix concrete or you're just trying to build something. You need floodlights. Uh, they're going to be the guys to hit up if you need to rent uh, big equipment. For any sort of project, tell them the guys at Fandemonium sent you. Um, as always, we want to shout out our boys over at the Rum Boys Sports Network. Doing big things. Check them out. Support them. Um, uh, check them out. They're great. They're great guys. They're funny. Um, you know, we've kind of been, we came up, we kind of started at the same time. So we've been really close talking a lot. Uh, so definitely support those guys. Also, we want to uh, shout out SportsCon in Dallas. Uh, we were invited to attend. We were planning on it. However, uh, you know, life happens and sometimes things don't work out the ways you want them to. Uh, but we do uh, want to shout them out, you know, appreciate the opportunity. And hopefully next year we will be able to make it to Dallas. Um, as always, hit us up on all the social medias, Twitter, Fandemonium Podcast. That's probably where we're the most active. Our Instagram, Fandemonium2018, Reddit, r slash Fandemonium Podcast. And we always appreciate an email, fandomonium2018 at gmail.com. Tell us you love us, tell us you hate us, tell us you want to be us. And before we go back to the show, we also want to give a special shout out to everybody that supported us and donated to our GoFundMe and donated and came out and supported us at the Calaveras County Fair while we were uh, working, trying to raise money to make it to SportsCon. Uh, we appreciate you guys. Uh, thank you for the support and uh, be on the lookout. Uh, big things coming soon. Should be able to should uh, have more hats and shirts and stuff starting to come out. We're going to open up a little Fandemonium apparel store. Uh, I don't know. It'll probably be like an Etsy type deal. But uh, be on the lookout for that uh, so you can catch your Fandemonium gear as well. And without further ado, uh, let's get back to the show. finish off the show we are gonna get into a little bit of football action ah it has been a long five months since the last time we talked about football i'm excited uh, obviously football is the probably most exciting uh content filled sport to cover uh and as otas have kicked off in many camps it is time to kind of look and see what we're excited about and who we think is gonna break out and do something good uh, this year. I think the first one I want to bring up is Kyler Murray. Uh, you know, going to the Cardinals, they, they've they got a lot to prove, um, and he's got a lot to prove, especially to uh, all his haters uh, in the baseball world that are upset that he uh, shunned the A's. But uh, he's got all the tools uh, to be a great player. Um, I think he's going to need some time, uh, but I am super excited to watch him develop. I think he's, uh, he's primed to, you know, really, he can come in and kind of just go off. You know, it's up to him to prove that he's worth, you know, the Cardinals taking a chance on him and getting rid of Josh Rosen. Uh, but he does have, you know, a couple of good options around him. Uh, the, the offense is going to be a little shaky, but I think overall, you know, you got Larry Fitzgerald and you got Hakeem Butler coming in. And I think those two guys are really going to work well together. I think uh, 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 Larry Fitzgerald has a lot that he can teach Hakeem Butler. 
um, and uh, Kyler Murray, and him staying for another year is huge uh, for that team. I don't expect him to do anything great, uh, but I, I do think they're going to be a fun team to watch, and I think Kyler Murray definitely does have a strong chance of being rookie of the year. Um, but, you know, you, you never know. Obviously, there's a lot of great players out there right now, um, but I, I feel like he's going to do some really good things. And other teams that we're excited to look at and we're going to be seeing a lot of, unfortunately, uh, the Oakland Raiders, you know, obviously my co-host who's not here today uh, is a huge Raiders fan and they picked up a clown. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. Uh, they picked, they, they're going to be on hard knocks uh, and that's probably going to be really interesting. They got a lot of personalities on that team. Um, I'm excited to watch them and see uh, what happens with them. We don't play. Each other this year, the Steelers and the Raiders, so I don't have a reason to hate on them this year. So we'll see how they go. And another team I'm really, well, not not team, rather, but uh, I guess I'm super excited uh, about the NFC East. I think that that division just got a lot more interesting uh, with Daniel Jones going to the um, Giants and Dwayne Haskins going to the Redskins. Uh, the way it's set up right now, it looks like that division could have the best, you know, in a few years could be set up to be one of like the strongest quarterback divisions in the league. You've already got Carson Wentz with the Eagles and Dak with the Cowboys. And you add in uh, these two guys, uh, Daniel Jones playing. uh, We don't know if he's going to start or what's going to happen or the relationship with him and Eli. But, you know, that the way they build together and the way he kind of learns from Eli and then also with Saquon, and their their timelines being similar, I think the Giants are going to be really interesting for a long time, as well as the Redskins, because Dwayne Haskins has a lot to prove. Um, they got AP coming back. The Redskins already were a strong team. Uh, not great, but they were strong, and they were starting to, to show uh, those sparks of being really good. And I think with Dwayne Haskins there and having a strong quarterback, they're not going to be great or good uh, this year, but I think he's going to be able to come in and just develop he's going to be hopefully the starter day one so he can come in and make his mistakes and I think overall the NFC East is uh they're all the all the stars in the NFC East are young they've 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 all got a lot of time to develop and I think it's gonna it's gonna be in a a real exciting division to watch in the next uh three or four years once those guys kind of settle in and they fill out and kind of reach their potential I think it's, it's gonna be it's going to be pretty pretty ridiculous um, to watch. Also kind of going on in football, as always, you know, there's something going on with a player and having to deal with, you know, his off-the-field conduct. Uh, Tyreek Hill met with NFL investigators Wednesday, which was yesterday. Um, I'm recording on Thursday. Not that it really matters. Pointless information. But anyway, uh, uh, he met with the NFL for about eight hours uh, to, to, you know, go over his uh, current situation, you know, with the child abuse and everything. Um, and you know, they have the, you know, secret, the footage and all that good junk, but, uh, he, he met with them. There, there's no, uh, definitive news on it. He's still suspended. Um, I know that the criminal investigation was dropped. So now it's kind of just the NFL and how they're going to handle it with their personal conduct policy, which could be good news for the chiefs. Um, obviously he's, you know, one of the, I mean, deep deep threat, he's the best. And he was starting to round out as a better route runner and just a better receiver in general. So 
we will keep you up to date on that one as you know as we get the news you know we'll tweet it or if it's you know right before we record we'll put it on the show um talking about football let's move over to football uh the women's world cup is going on right now uh the u.s obviously this is the only time the u.s is even remotely relevant in soccer is when the women are playing uh and they've been tearing it up they started with a uh, 13-0 shellacking of thailand and then they beat chile and sweden um beat spain the other day on uh penalties and they're set to play france in the quarterfinals i believe tomorrow um you know it's it's an exciting time for women's soccer. Um, you know, that's really the only time uh, we're really ever talking about soccer is when it's like the World Cup or the Olympics or something like that. But, you know, shout out to our, our women's team holding it down, uh, making sure we're good at at least something when it comes to soccer. And with that, that's going to do it. Uh, you know, it, it's just me today, so I'm not going to talk to you guys for an hour. I'm already tired of hearing my voice. I'm sure you guys are. Uh, but be looking out on social media for our next episode. Uh, I'm going to try to be putting out more content uh, more frequently for, for the time being. i probably just do a lot shorter episodes, uh, maybe 15 to 30 minutes every every time, just to get you guys the news and make sure you guys still know we're out here, still grinding. As always, I'm Trey Miles, a.k.a. the Mouth of the South, a.k.a. Radrick Davis's dental hygienist also known as Gucci Mane's clone. And thank you for tuning in to Fandemonium, a sports podcast for fans by fans. We'll catch you next time.